0: Prokaryotes. Prokaryotes are very different from eukaryotes. They are single celled and have no membrane-bound organelles. Examples of prokaryotes include bacteria and archaea. And we'll mainly focus about bacteria here. So let's talk about the structure. Ribosomes is one component. Uh, It has 70S proteins which are made there. Uh, You have plasmids which are double-stranded DNA in a circular structure they often contain additional genes that aid the bacterium survival such as antibiotic resistance or toxin producing genes. You've got the pili which are thin protein tubes which allow bacteria to stick to surfaces but however this is not found in all bacteria. Uh, You've got the cytoplasm which is located and is used for chemical reactions You've got the flagellum, which is a whip-like structure, which helps in movement and can be a sens- sensor- sensory structure. It is not found in all bacteria and is aided by the energy created from the mitochondria. Um, you have the cell wall, which is made up of peptoglycan, a polymer of sugar and some amino acids. Uh, you've got a cell surface membrane and you've got the nucleoid which are single circular circular lengths of dna carrying all central information the dna is folded in a region known as the nucleoid Um, you've got the mesosomes which are enfolded enfolds in the plasma membrane of the bacterial cell wall Uh, they can be seen in micrographs but most scientists think that they are artifacts as they don't actually exist and live in bacteria. Um, you've got 70S ribosomes. Let's talk more about them. S means severed bug, which is a measurement of size by the rate of sedimentation. They are made up of 30S and 50S subunits. The values for the individual subunits don't actually add up to the value for the whole ribosome since the rate of sedimentation is related in a complex way to the mass and shape of the molecule. Um, you've got, well, la- now let's talk about um, eukaryotes. Um, so all sil- living things are made up of cells. and example of eukaryotes are plants, animals and fungi. Common features of cells are DNA, plasma membrane, ribosomes and cytoplasm um now let's talk about the microscope let's reference that um robert Hooke invented the microscope in 1665 it's not really relevant but anyways um so you've got two types you've got the light microscope um which is very limited as to what they can allow us to see this is due to the wavelength of light being a limiting factor however it's much cheaper than electron microscopes um you have got electron beam The electron microscope now which has a much shorter wavelength than beams of light which allows much more detail to be seen through an electron microscope however electron microscopes only allows the material to be well sorry the material must only be dead to be examined okay um let's talk about the structure of elect um eukaryotic cells um, so, eukaryotic cells contain organelles, which are structures in cells with specialised functions, often bound by a membrane. So you've got the RER, which is the Rough Endoplasmic reticulum, and that's a series of single flattened sacs, enclosed by a membrane. Proteins on the surface are made here. Um, you've got the nucleolus, which are dark-staining areas within the nuclear envelope region of dense DNA and proteins which makes the ribosomes you've got the nucleus which is surrounded by a double membrane uh, envelope and has pores in the nuclear envelope you've got centrioles which are two hollow cylinders arranged at right angles to each other which makes the spindle in each cell division no, not in each sorry in, in the cell division not each um, lysosomes we've got, which are enclosed by a single membrane containing digestive enzymes, destroys old organelles and pathogens, you've got the Golgi apparatus, which is a series of single curved cells, sacs, enclosed by a membrane, many vesicles cluster around the Golgi apparatus, this modifies proteins and packages them in vesicles for transport, also trims the carbohydrate chain and adds Carbohydrate chain uh, depending on what it needs uh, um, and what its function will become. Anyways, you've got the 80S ribosomes, which is the site of protein synthesis. This contrasts with the 70S in prokaryotics, which in prokaryotes are smaller, have smaller um, ribosomes. You've got mitochondrion, just surrounded by a double membrane envelope, um, inner membrane fold into finger-like projections called cristae, central area contains jelly called uh, the matrix and this contains the mitochondria contains 70S ribosomes, DNA and is the site of respiration. Um, Let's talk about electron micrographs. So scientists have looked at these cells through electron microscopes and you must be able to interpret what you see. So, um, the mitochondria should look like a double outer membrane and many folds, inner one, have many inner folds. Um, the nucleus and the nucleolus should have a nucleus large organelle with double envelope and pores. Nucleolus with nucleus and, and is differently stained. It should be like a round circle, you should see. Uh, you've got the lysosomes, which is a single smooth membrane dart stained you've got the rough endoplasmic rectum and you'll see many parallel sacs with ribosomes and with smooth and with the smooth you'll see the same thing but it wouldn't have any ribosomes because it's makes lipids Um, you've got the centrioles, which is always in a pair pair with one at right angles to each other Uh, you've got the Golgi apparatus which is like a banana shaped and has sacs parallel to each other. Um, I have some questions actually. Um, One of them is what is the difference between eukaryotes and prokaryotes? Uh, You'll see that ribosomes in eukaryotes are larger as they are 80s and prokaryotes are 70. Um, Eukaryotes have linear DNA whereas um, the DNA in prokaryotes are circular uh, the prokaryotic walls are are whereas eukaryotic is shitting. <laughs> eukaryotes have no plasmids, and eukaryotes are membrane-bound cells. Um, okay. Now let's talk about protein folds, modification, and packaging. Actually, no, 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 yet. Yeah. Um, you have some other questions. Um, actually now we'll talk about this protein folding modification and packaging and so once a protein has been made it needs to be folded sometimes other molecules such as carbohydrates are added to it it is then put into a vesicle which is going to be secreted for example um, enzymes all this allows the protein to do its job this function, for example an enzyme or structure stru- structural protein uh, let's talk about protein trafficking this is conducted by the rough endoplasmic rectilium and the Golgi apparatus so here are the steps number one amino acids are made into protein on the ribosomes number two newly made protein stored is stored and folded into the rectilium Rough endoplasmic rectilium cavity Three Proteins are packaged at the end of the rough endoplasmic rectilium and a membrane closes forming a vesicle four vesicles are pinched off the rough endoplasmic rectilium and transport transports proteins towards the Golgi apparatus five uh, protein uh, is being modified in the Golgi apparatus and then it's vesicle, it's put in a vesicle and exocytosis occurs where uh, the contents are released. Uh, Now, uh, there will always be a question where you will get an experiment and it will talk about radioactive amino acids. Uh, For example for this one it says, radioactive amino acids were supplied to pancreatic cells uh, straight after a large dose of non-radioactive amino acids was supplied uh, The quantity of radioactive amino acids in different parts of the cell were monitored over time Here are the results below and it should give you a graph uh, where the axis uh, Level of radioactivity at two times per minute and you should get um, Like a line graph with Golgi apparatus rough ER and secretary, secretory vessels uh, now one of the questions we'll tell you is to interpret the evidence and you should be saying the radioactivity falls rapidly in the rough endoplasmic reticulum. This shows that the amino acids enter and subsequently leave. As RER radioactivity falls, Golgi apparatus radioactivity increases. This is evidence for the movement of the R- from the RER to the Golgi. Finally as Golgi Radioactivity falls, it should build up in the secretory vessel. This shows the modified packaged protein is taken to the cell membrane for secretion. And one of the questions would be another question from this you will get is the quantity of radioactivity in the protein that entered the Golgi apparatus was less than that supplied to the cell. Give three reasons for this difference. So some of the reasons could be some amino acids don't enter the cell, and some amino acids are not used in protein synthesis. Some of the protein in elsewhere in the cell is elsewhere in the cell. Um. Now let's talk about uh, the sperm and the egg. So um, gametes are specialized for their function. So let's talk about the sperm first. So, um, the sperm has a flagellum for movement to swim, to egg cell, uh, it's got a haploid nucleus which contains the haploid number of chromosomes so that full complement is restored at fertilization. It has an acrosome which contains enzymes to digest the, the layers of that egg. Uh, you've got the mid region which has the mitochondria to provide the energy from respiration for movement of the flagellum. Now let's talk about the egg cell. You've got the haploid nucleus, as the same in the sperm. Uh, you've got the cytoplasm, which is full of energy-rich material. You've got follicle cells, um, and um, you've got the zona pellucida, which is like a jelly layer, and that stops more than one sperm fertilizing in the egg. Um, You've got special vesicles, which are cortical granules, and these contain a substance that helps stop more than one sperm fertilizing the egg. Now let's talk about the process of fertilization. So um, number one is the acrozone reaction. And here it is, when the front of a sperm touches the zona pellucida of the egg, the acrozone busts and releases enzymes which digest a channel in the zona pellucida. Now, next is the membrane fusion the surface membranes of the sperm and the egg fuse allowing the haploid nucleus from the sperm to enter the cytoplasm of the egg the cortical granules or the cortical now this sorry this is the cortical reaction now vesicles inside the egg are called cortical granules and they fuse with the cell membrane and release their contents Uh, these cause changes in the surface layer of the egg preventing other sperm from entering. Now, next step is meiosis is restarted. The egg is really a secondary oocyte, which is O-O-C-Y-T-E. And the presence of the sperm causes the second division and meiosis is now occurring. Now fertilization, which is the fusion of the nuclei. Finally, the chromosomes from the haploid sperm and those from the haploid egg combine to restart, restore the diploid number, and this is called fertilization. Um, yeah, so that's fertilization. Um, now one of the questions is, describe three structural differences between a human sperm cell and a human egg. The sperm cell has a flagellum, Egg doesn't. Sperm cell has fewer mitochondria than the egg, and the sperm cell has an acrosome that is not found in the egg. Now, let's talk about genes and chromosomes. Okay, genes are packaged together on chromosomes. A locus is the name given to a particular location on the gene on a chromosome. In humans, there are 46 chromosomes. When two genes are on the same chromosome, they are said to be linked. And if it is a sex chromosome, they are sex-linked. Let's talk about Mendel peas. In 1850s, Gregor Mendel analyzed the patterns of inheritance of characteristics in garden peas. He crossed pure-breeding homozygous, tall purple flowered plants with short white flowered plants. He found that all the offspring were tall and purple flowered and he called this the F1. On crossing these further, he found tall purple, short purple, tall white, short white and were in the ratio of 9331. So this led him to conclude that the inheritance of one, fact, of one pair of factors, independent of the inheritance of other pairs. Uh, there's a. Oh yeah, there's a picture, but I can't really describe that. Um, it just shows the first generation and the second generation. So it's just the parent. is a tall purple flowered and the mother. That was the father. And this is the mother. Is a short white flowered. And it produces, they produce an offspring, which is tall purple flowered, and in the second generation, uh, there's many offspring, so you get tall purple flowered, tall white flowered, short purple flowered, and you also get short white flowered. Now let's talk about linkage. It is now known that Mendel's results only happen if genes are on different chromosomes or far apart on the same chromosome, an independent assortment, which you, oh, I'll talk about later. Any two genes with loci on the same chromosome are linked and will be passed on as a pair to the same gammy. Um, so the example which is given is about a fly. So you get long, you can either get long wings, you can get vestigial wings, or you can get a broad, a dominant, or you can get a narrow dominant and here are the parents phenotypes so it gives an example that the father has long wings uh is broad dominant, and the mother is vesti- has vestigal wings and, but a narrow dominant. so the parents genotypes are VGV sorry capital V lowercase g capital V lowercase g two capital A's and you've got the recessive which is the uh, lower V um, lower G, lower V, lower G and two lower A's and what it shows is that they do a pundit square and they calculate it and and they found out that in this fruit fly example um, short wings is recessive to long wings and the narrower dominant is recessive to the broader dominant and when the first generation uh, normal flies are crossed with other flies they, do, they don't produce the full range of characteristics expected if the genes were independently inherited this shows that genes are linked so only V, um, lowercase g and capital A or um, the recessive version gametes are produced by each parent <coughs> um, now let's talk about sex-linked genes so genes with a loci on the sex chromosome X and Y are said to be linked. Since men have only one X chromosome, if they inherit a faulty gene on the X chromosome, they do not have another X chromosome, as women do uh, with the faulty gene. So therefore, for this reason, men suffer from some conditions such as red, green, colour blindness, much more, which is much more common than women because of this. um let's talk about meiosis now meiosis Uh, so meiosis produces non-identical gametes which are sex cells um, that have one set of chromosomes and this set of chromosomes is haploid so what is the role of meiosis the role of meiosis is to produce the same num well not the same sorry to produce the number of chromosomes by a half from diploid to haploid to avoid doubling in each generation which is done by reduction division This ensures genetic variation following sexual reproduction through the production of non-identical gametes. So what is reduction division? In reduction division, cells with, for example, 2n, n N representing chromosomes, give rise to cells with n chromosomes. Using an organism with 8, for example, If it was eight chromosomes in four pairs fused with another similar cell in sexual reproduction, the result you you, you get fertilized egg, which with sixteen chromosomes, which would not be viable for that organism. Um, So let's talk about the process. So you get a homologous pair um, of chromosomes, a cell with four chromosomes in two pairs. Note that each chromosome has two sister chromatids. The homolog in the first division, the homologous chromosomes pair with each other in the middle of the cell. The homologous chromosomes are pulled apart. The two products of meiosis one are produced. In meiosis two, the second division, is where the two products of meiosis 1 divide again and chromatids separate. This gives you four cells which become gametes, which are sex cells. Each chromosome replicates to create two sister chromatids before homologous pairs line up at the start of meiosis 1. In order to get the right number of chromosomes in each gamete after meiosis 1 is complete, this second division of meiosis 2 is required. This is just like mitosis. Now the generation of variation. So meiosis generates variation in two ways. Uh well three because of independent assortment. In independent assortment you get random fertilization which could generate another variation. But anyways, these two. Um in the first one is independent assortment, which is where the chromosome can either go to the end of the cell when they are pulled apart leading to a variation by separating alleles into different new cells you've got crossing over of alleles when the homologous chromosomes are paired at the beginning of meiosis 1 a process called crossing over cuz which also leads to the variation by by allele separation this is where the schismata, which is the breaking of one of, of the chromatids after crossing over, genetic material has been swapped. Um, also, you can get incomplete linkage, which is where if genes have their locate on the same chromosome but they are far apart, crossing over can occur between the genes, and then they are, they can assort independently. Um, now, let's talk about the cell cycle. Uh, The cell cycle is a regulated process in which new cells divide into two identical daughter cells. It consists of three main stages, interphase, mitosis and cytokinesis. Interphase is where the cell grows, new organelles are made towards the end and chromosomes are replicated. So, the stages of interface so you get G1, which, which is where growth and protosynthesis occur. You get S, which is the synthesis of DNA, where the events of DNA replic- repli- replication occur. We're talking about chromosomes in that part. Uh, G2 occurs when further growth and protosynthesis occur. That's say photosynthesis, sorry, um, protein synthesis. So, there are four stages in mitosis, there are prophase, metaphase, anaphase and telophase. and cytokinesis is its own step so like it doesn't, it doesn't consist of mitosis, Interphase and cytokinesis does not consist of mitosis. Uh, cytokinesis is where the cytoplasm divides to form two new cells. Now let's talk about the stages of mitosis. Uh, this is the process of nuclear division known as so the first one is prophase, uh, where chromosomes become visible, and the membrane of the nucleus breaks down. The nucleolus disappears, and the spindle f- fibers form. At the end, centrioles move to either end of the cell. Uh, you've got metaphase. Um, chromosomes, each consisting of two sister chromatids, line up at the equator of the cell. They attach to spindle fibers, which are attached to the centrioles. Anaphase is where the spin- spindle fibers contract, pulling the chromatids apart. Um, this next stage is telophase, which is where chromosomes uh, de- decondense and become invisible. Mem- membrane of nucleus and nucleolus reform. Now, one of the questions are, describe the events that occur in mitosis from the start of prophase to the beginning of anaphase. So, chromosomes condense and become visible as two chromatids. The nuclear membrane breaks down and centrioles move to the opposite ends of the cell. Spindles arise from centrioles and attach the chromosomes on the equator of the centri yes. um, The spindle fibres start to contract. As the cell enters anaphase, pulling the chromatids apart. Uh, how to control the cell cycle? Controlling happens at the number of checkpoints between one phase and another, for example, G1 to S. Cyclins build up and attach to enzymes called cyclin dependent kinase, um, known as CDKs. These complexes bring about the next stage in cell cycle. In mitosis, the daughter cells are diploid. One of the questions are how many cells, um, how many cells will be present after four divisions of a zygote after fertilization? So it's sixteen because after one division it's two, then four, then eight, then sixteen. So it doubles.